0: Before we start today's episode, I want to give a quick shout out to Zencaster, which is a podcaster's best friend. Trust me when I tell you this Zencaster is like a Shopify for podcasters. It's all you need to get up and running as a podcaster. And the best thing about Zencaster is that you get so much stuff for free. If you are planning to check out the platform, then please show your support for the Founder Thesis podcast by using this link zen.ai slash founder thesis. That's
1: Zen.ai slash founder thesis. Hi, I'm Pishak.
0: I'm the founder of Absol
1: Bharat. Eggmanatukja, This could be a great intro.
2: Bhakti and Bharat are inseparable. Bhakti is not just about religion, but it is a much broader term that includes mental wellness, philanthropy, community. And the fact that it is such a uniquely Indian concept means that there is no Silicon Valley startup with an app for Bhakti. In fact, most Indian startups have also not seriously looked at tapping this market and this is what makes Apps for Bharat such a unique startup. Prachat Sachan, the founder of Apps for Bharat, is a serial entrepreneur whose first venture was the social media platform Trell. He founded Trell with fellow IIT Bombay alums with a focus on powering creators with tools to share video content and drive commerce. In the journey of raising funds for Trell, he spent time in China, which drove a shifting perspective for him and led to his next startup, which is Apps for Bharat, the publisher of the very popular devotional app, Sri Mandir. Listen on to this masterclass with Prashant about building engagement-led consumer apps.
1: What I was doing was every every two weeks, I was visiting IIT Bombay Campus. Now, one of the learnings from my previous attempt was that you need to have a very solid team in place, a, a team which is committed to be able to build anything. So I was actually going back to the campus to find my performers. founders. Now, now, that was a... So I was actually frequenting IIT Bombay Campus for almost a year, let's say I used, I would have made at least 10 15 visits over that year. That, that is how I actually uh, went and met Kulket Vimal and Arunat, which eventually became my co founder at Trail. So essentially, you know, they were working on something. I'm also figuring out what is it that we can do and whatnot. And I've I've known them. I've known them. There was, a, there was an introduction that was made by one of my professors who said that yeah, there are a bunch of these graduates who are, who are who are figuring this piece out and they're building something in this particular space and looking for somebody who could build the product, uh, design it and whatnot. And you're also thinking of finding the orders. Creative team mid was a time when we started chatting. We kept on chatting and we kept on working together in panels and, and we used to brainstorm almost every evening. We used to we used to have Skype calls and and keep talking about what we should build and whatnot. Back in the day, we 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 had we had called it something called as uh, Project Expresso. So the idea of location based social network. Was what we were thinking of building, similar to think of this, think of this as a four square or a swab Was what a, what we tried to build it was the initial idea, and then it kept evolving and kept evolving. But twenty sixteen was a time mid, was a time when we said that hey, now is the time when we should all get together and 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 this was the time. When there was one more person who was there with us back is was Rahul. They all of these guys had, had graduated by then. We were like let's just now start start building it. So I left my job. Biman left his job. Dawal was there. Pilkit was there. Arun was there. We all got together in a small 550 scratchy apartment in, in in front of IIT Bombay Y gate, and and that's when the whole journey of trade started. So I think July, June, July of 2016 was when we all got
0: together and started attempting this more seriously. So you had one experience of product market misfit, which would have meant that you would have given more thought on what product you want to build now. So, so what made yeah. you shortlist that space of uh, Trell, you know, and, and what was the version one product that you wanted to build? And, you know, tell me about that product journey. Got it. So, you know, what? So, one, the first one
1: was the geo impact. So everybody was talking about, and, and we were ourselves an option that geo was able to make. So it, it was mass movement on the internet that we were able to see that people are now having access to smartphones that they are now using internet and whatnot the other data that we had was that people are now willing to explore their neighborhood their city travel and whatnot so there were these two clear intents that we had. one was that more people have internet access two was people are willing to explore their neighborhood their city and their their country and the world now clearly That point in time, we realized that TripAdvisor wasn't really cutting it. It was very textual, review-based and whatnot. And we said that it is not meant for a great mobile user experience, I would say. So we said that, hey, can we reimagine TripAdvisor? Can we just make a product which 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 is where people would come and they would share their experiences, they would learn from other people's experiences. So that was the first version that we started thinking about. Now, if you, see, if you see that, everything was making sense. What was making sense was travel. Everybody wants to travel. So so sounds like this is a large enough market space that we could, we could capture and so on. So, number of people on the internet was increasing, and there were projections that, that point in time, that by 2020, 500 million people will be there on the internet, and it's true today, right? So we're thinking that there's, there's enough number of people who would want this, and, then, and we clearly think that TripAdvisor won't be able to cut it. So let's attempt this. And TripAdvisor was a large enough company. So we thought, let's, let's just try making something in this particular space. So that, so when we thought that, hey, we can actually imagine this local experiences, uh, travel experiences, discovery as a space, we said that there's something that we can build here. Uh, but the attempt that we wanted to have in this particular space was that, hey, we, we would not want to build a... Uh, a, a team of bloggers who are writing this content and people reading this content. We did not want to put it as a blog. We wanted to build this as more a social product where we wanted anyone, everyone to share their experiences. And we, and we realized the more scalable way. So, so we realized that blog approach is fine, but not. I mean, that just there will not be enough people who will be creating this, and 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 hence less discovery and whatnot. So we said that hey, let's just make people create. And get this volumes of content because we like that it took 10-15 years for TripAdvisor to get that kind of, kind of volume of content. If you can, uh, and and because and that content was being created on a desktop. So if people are actually checking their phones 200 times a day, if you can, so which means that we can create
0: that volume of content in a year. Was was how we're thinking about it? What did the product look like? Like, oh. was it like a app in which you have a plus button? You press the plus button and then you can record a video or click a photo yeah
1: type. pretty much like that yeah so we, we were multi so so the format was anything right you can post a video you can post a photo you can write on top of it so we actually did a lot of work so this was before stories became popular so we had something which was in the form of stories where you can actually click multiple photos make more of a slideshow
0: where you can add keywords mm-hmm. and whatnot that was the mm-hmm. that was the first product mm-hmm. and and it was and, and oh. everything had to have a geotag L- like that was the USB right. yeah everything has to have a geotag Mm. So that was the that was a key product. So, mm. so we did that. We scaled
1: that well. But then that's when you know I think I think this was a time by 2018 mid when we had raised a seed round from Vnext and WHHills. It was around a million,
0: uh, a 1.2 million round that we had raised back in the day. Prior to the seed round, how were you sustaining? Like because oh, so you were uh, I mean were you monetizing the, uh, this or like? No 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 so 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 2016 towards the end was a time when we started.
1: Uh, going to the market and saying that hey we would want to raise. and our initial target was let's let uh, raise a million dollars and so on. So that was that was our initial idea. But but I think that point in time the ecosystem in Bombay was set up sort of crumbling down. So we were not able to we were getting a lot of no's so we actually changed our strategy. Now I want to mention this guy. His name is Ramesh he is a senior from IIT Bombay who used to advise a lot of startups. So we, we went to him and we are almost on the on the verge of shutting down. So we were six six months into building. And we had exhausted all our personal capital that we had put in and we were in the market to raise some money, but we were not able to raise that money because of n number of external factors. So what happened was uh, we went to him and we said that, Hey Ramesh, uh, the company is going to get shut and we would need some help from you. And so we asked him that Ramesh can you give us 20 lakh rupees? And, uh, and Ramesh was like, he said 20 lakh rupees won't save, won't, won't, won't change anything for you guys. And this was me and Purkit in Pawai sitting across the table. There's something I just forgot the full name. LPQ Hey, we actually where Ramesh used to So we we met him. We are on the verge of this. Can you help us? And he was like, Are you stupid? You know, two twenty lakhs won't won't do anything to you guys. First of all, be honest to yourself and calculate how much money would you need to run this show for the next year, year and a half. And raise that that volume of capital. So we we actually did the map and we said ten lakh rupees a, a month we we'll would be able to we, we would need. So we went back to raise 1.5 CR in the market. Now this, this time we actually went and said and we also realized that we should go to the angels who have more appetite to do things which are experimental plus who can understand social. So through one of the mutual connects and not my college senior who was running his name is Lukash Pradar, who was running MOGO who actually introduced me to Aparamaya and Aadha Krishna and me and kitchen front to Bangalore to meet him. And we were meeting Aparamaya in IDC Gardenia and the first half an hour of the discussion, Aparamaya said, I'm investing. So he, he committed 50 to lakhs to us. I'll be uh, deep gratitude to to to, to Aparamaya for giving us a portrait to build. With his check, we were able to initiate our fundraise process, put together a lot of angels. I think, I think and he, you know, I, I wouldn't say we were two aged to us. It like, hadn't committed to this struggling and we were trying multiple doors and whatnot. He said that I'll lead the round. And with that, we were able to get this 25, put in 5 lakhs, 10 lakhs. And we we'll also worked on some very good guys. So some of the very good guys who are very good friends now, invested in that round and so on. So essentially, we, we got this opportunity to build something because of the, because of his check. So that was the first check that we were able to put together. It was
0: 1.5 CR of engine of round, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the pitch to the investors was TripAdvisor for India. No, so... Also-
1: with So we we used to say it's a local discovery, it's 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 a local discovery platform. You get you you get to understand what's near you, you get to discover what's near you. Uh, so you know I, I think the process of understanding how this market works is in some cases when you are trying to build unique, where there are references, it's always good to take references. When you're building something which is normal, you need to Show numbers. I'm saying there are different approaches of of raising capital. Now we were we were young and, and I think we had our own learnings. So back in the day we used to say that, hey, this is what we're building, it's truly unique. We did not use any benchmarks. We did not take we do not take names of Four Square or TripAdvisor. We changed a lot of things about our pitching style over the next years, but, but the first year we did not Made anything mm. and said this is a totally new concept and we are doing this mm-hmm. and we're doing mm-hmm. so that
0: was mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay yeah. okay got it mm-hmm. and by the time you raised that institutional round what was the pitch by that time okay so i think by that time we were pitching TripAdvisor. okay and yeah. yeah you're saying something sorry and but throughout this period there, there's like no monetization strategy at all i mean that must have been a question no like how will you monetize yeah so so you know it, um, I think our strategy was
1: always distribution first. Now, there, there are these words coined for it, but but we used to say that getting any money for this volume of users won't really add up. So the first thing that we should do is we should get large volume of people using our platform, and mm-hmm. then uh, we'll monetize. But in Pavel we were monetizing. I think we did not talk about it much, but thanks to one of my partners, his name is Bimal. So Bimal is now the CEO of Trend, and and, mm-hmm. and he actually Started running this this agency sort of model within Trail back in the day, this is 2017, 2018, where we were actually serving restaurants, serving hotels, being their social media consultants and whatnot, and also creating. So essentially, we were doing that in parallel. It was our B two B arm, and the B two C arm was a Trail app. But it was it was uh, so it, it, we we also went building it realized that it, it's not a scalable model. It's a 30 percent margin business and so on. So we actually did well. We were doing good revenues. I think. I'm not sure of the numbers right now. I don't remember them, but but I think we had 30 40 clients. Clients like Marriott, good restaurants in Bombay and and Bangalore were our clients. But we realized eventually that this is this is a hard grant business and it's not going to
0: just scale up. So that's why we we decided to fold it. But mm-hmm. the trail kept going. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. And like subsequent to that institutional round, like how did the product evolve further?
1: Yeah. So so I think the first. The first one year, we were just into photos. We were just people were posting photos, and people were adding tags on top of it. What we brought, uh, I think, in 2018 mid was people can now post videos. We also gave them a lot of tools to vlog. Now vlogging was a new concept back in the 2018 was the time when vlogging was picking up. So we actually made vlogging tools for people where anyone can vlog and can do the vlogging on using the app and so on. So those are the tools that we actually made. Now the format was not a dry. Set of photos that you can browse through. This was this was this was an engaging content that we to put together. So that's that's how the product evolved. Now I think one interesting thing that happened was we by 2018 and we realized that travel is a low frequency use case. Whatever good we do, either we go deep and do transactions like travel Triangle or make my trip, or we go broad. Now that was a very important decision in, in our journey because we were anyway deeply married to the idea of. Reimagine Keep Advisor. I think it took a lot of iron walls for us where we said that hey, if travel is an art market. It will take many years to build this. However, what we have crammed is this community of creators. Now, can we do more? And we had some data which said that people are not just posting travel and local experiences content, they're also talking about um, their tips around fashion, beauty, and whatnot. What. Of course, in the context of travel. So we said that, and and I think 25-30% were women. So we said that this could expand. This could very well expand. So we actually took the decision. This was December of 2018 when we decided to, and I think a lot of this was also because of the exposure that we had to, so I, I actually was was visiting a lot of these travel conferences in Southeast Asia. And that's when I met a lot of these founders who were building these travel companies. and and I And I realized that, The mortality rate in companies which are around engagement in travel is I was able to understand from data the partnerships that are there in the travel business, which are focused primarily on the engagement part. So we came back, we had data points, and we decided that, hey, let's go model. And that changed a lot for us. We were not a travel platform anymore. We were not a local experience platform anymore. We were a lifestyle platform. So the the trail that you see today, which is a lifestyle content community coverage platform, I think this is 2019 early when we actually took the decision that hey, we'll go move out of travel and not move out of travel. We'll broaden from just being in travel to multiple more categories. Now, it was a great decision, I would say, because the frequency of content increased, and which uh, is the, the creator who was posting one content every month started posting five content every month, and and then they, when they used to co- create, they used to share it outside. They used to bring more people. So essentially, the whole flywheel of people creating and people posting and people sharing and then getting more people back they started working for us and that was a rapid growth phase for us so 2019 was a time when we started growing very very i, I think very very well i think 2030% month on month is what we were able to grow no you finish your
0: thought first then i'll yeah. ask no I'm I'm, I'm 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 more of a I'm yeah go on. Okay. so hey, how did this appear to the community so like you were a travel focused uh, sharing platform where people can share photos or videos or do a live vlog like, of their travel experience. Uh, but how did you communicate to the community that you didn't travel any other Like So we had it with
1: design, right? I think the first tab that we kept was travel and the, the subsequent tabs were beauty, fashion, personal care and whatnot. So people realize that it's still travel, but there's more. I think it pissed off some people who said that, hey, this platform is not of any interest to me if they went away. But, you know, I think every decision like that, every pivotal decision like that is hard. I think we stood by it and we we also saw some numbers that, that you know, so there was an emotional decision and there was a practical decision. So what we did was was a practical decision that we realized that the frequency of creation has increased, number of the one of content has increased, even though it has pissed off some of the super
0: creators, it's fine. So we we were comfortable with that one idea. Hmm. Okay, okay. Like, it brought in, like, a more... Basically, from niche, it became more mass appeal, like... Yes, yes, yes. Mm. Okay, okay. So, you were telling me about the growth and how, like, you were growing pretty rapidly in 2019. So, you were, like, around 30,000 creators when that institutional round happened. So, by end of 2019, where did you reach it? And, like, you know, tell me about that journey from there. Yeah, I don't distinctly remember, but I think January 2019, we were
1: around... 2 lakh monthly active users, and I think we would have we would have 2020 mid I think we would be at around 10 million monthly users is what we would have gotten to also uh, I, I think that then the growth has been quite rapid and so on but but I think a couple of interesting things have happened in 2019 so 2019 was a very interesting time for us because we were growing things were working for us but nobody was giving us any capital and we were able to grow well but nobody was actually because you know one any tech product that you see today, right, would need bunch of engineers and and marketers and whatnot. You would need to have a marketing widget. So essentially, any business which is engagement needs capital. Anything okay. which is social needs capital. You know,
0: okay. you would need initial okay. capital and then then it self sustains over hmm. a period. For for product customer acquisition, like these are the yes. cost heads. Okay. Yes. Yes. yes.
1: So. I think 2019, half of the year was was gone and we were actually knocking doors and nobody was giving us any money. And what we decided then was that, hey, a lot of Chinese money is flowing in India. And we decided that, hey, instead of Chinese money coming to us, let's go to China. So I went to, I actually found out a financial advisor in China and I actually uh, spoke to him for multiple meetings and I went to China. The idea was that I'll return with capital. Or lot, so <laughs> <No. laughs> uh, and and I think we, we, we just had uh, 1.5 crores left in the bank, and uh, I'm, I'm we are very fortunate to have backers like Terum, Terum Sanok be next, where you were about to hit the ball, and he was like, and and Purkit I remember we went to this grand, grand marking mulking in in Kormunga and we gave were very sting and we met him, and he was like, you, you don't worry. I'm going to give you share thousand dollars more. You just what you do is don't hit the one. So so that was that was a good, good motivation booster for us that there's a backer who is standing by us. And then then, you know, I decided to go to China and and all my co-founders who were, were doing a great fantastic job of running the, running the show here. I think we we were able to keep we we were we were we were constantly growing here in India. I was there to talk to Lot of these investors. So there is this company called a Sai Hongshu is called Little Red Book, which we thought was very similar to us. It was having a similar model. So I actually went and went and started finding the investors of Hongshu and started meeting them, telling them that hey, we are building Hongshu for India. Why don't you invest in this and whatnot? It was a very interesting journey. So the end result was we were able to raise good capital. So we got term sheet there, and then uh, in final Sequoia search happened to us as well. So both both kept together and we were able to got, get, get around 4 million royals in back, And subsequently, of fundraisers also happened because of that fantastic trip, I would, I would say. But, but but let me just, you know, I think for me personally, a couple of things changed when I was in China. I'll tell you what all changed. So I was very curious. So I was one meeting investors. I was actually asking these investors that, hey, can you make introductions to the Chinese founders? So I would have met. A good 50-60 founders ranging from seed to people who have done ITUs. And 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 I have this curiosity with respect to how these Chinese founders are able to build these new paradigms in the app business. So if you look at any new model, be it live streaming, tipping, whatnot, all has come from China in some way or another. And I was I was very curious at hey, what is it that is so unique about this country? Where the founders are actually cracking mobile as a platform in in crazy ways, from group buying, and community buying, whatnot, so many new models that the whole world was copying was coming from there, and not just in the supply chain games, it was it was also in games around engagement. So social media, gaming, community, lot of these, yeah, lot of these amazing companies are coming from there. I was like, wow, what is so unique about this nation? So I was meeting a lot of these founders and I was asking them the questions around how did this. Innovation came into play. How do you go about building this and building that and whatnot? And I got really crazy answers. You know, people said, hey, it's not an innovation. They they actually disqualified the whole idea of it's innovation. They said that a couple of things which are very unique to Chinese founders is one, they don't judge the user of the use case. Um, so if it is a need, if it is a need of a large enough people, you solve for it. You don't judge them. Who, 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 who am I or you to judge whether it's a superior use case or inferior use case. First part. My line is there was honesty with respect to the user need. And there was not enough bias that they had with respect to this is right or that is right.
0: But now, now help me yeah. understand that uh, judging, but ha- like, are you saying that Indian founders were judging or are you saying that Silicon Valley founders were judging user needs? So, I mean, help me understand how China was different. Like, can you give an example, like?
1: So, so I I have very good friends that share you., uh, So, Fareed, Bhandu, Ankush had a really hard time creating that category in India. They they had to educate the whole market that there's a multi billion dollar opportunity that is supposed to be cracked in this particular space. So they actually created this whole space, you know. But what what happened was in in the early years of them building it, I mean, we were judging that hey, is this even a need? Uh, does this even need to be solved? Why can't X platform not do it and so on? So what people were not able to understand that, hey, the use cases that this platform, this beautiful platform was solving, this is important to Indian audience. Now they had their own hard time educating the market, preparing the market and what, what. Now this is what really is phenomenal. But what I'm trying to tell you is that, what is that use case? There are many more use cases that that eventually developed were originally being judged. Maybe people were not able to, Take through that and whatnot. I mean, we can talk about that in multiple ways, but but I'm just saying that. So so let's let's just park it for now. What I what I learned then was that Chinese owners were like realized, hey, this is an opportunity large enough people might use it. Let's just build this. Second part was I think if you look at the early days of the mobile internet in China, what people used to look at was, hey, there is an offline behavior, large enough people are doing that. Can I move it online? Now. There were other paradigms to so respect if it is an if it is an engagement first business or it is a transactional sort of business. If it is an engagement first business, they truly valued retention, they truly valued initial engagement for growth. So there were these clear concepts, of course. It it was not in these pointers, but people had this conceptual clarity of how they should approach building a B2C business, which is engagement first and foremost. And I and I thought I had lots of takeaways. So my I and now telling you fast forward what my takeaways were. I understood what are the key ingredients of a successful and legendary app business. What I understood was these three factors. One, high-frequency use case. Two, high retention, high user retention. Third part is habit formation. Now, two of these three things will make a good company. Three of these three things will make a legendary company. What do we um, for habit formation like? It, it so so anything like Snapchat is a habit, WhatsApp is a habit. So eventually, it becomes part of the general behavior. Now, credit has become a habit, for example. And I'm just saying that, that that you you get into the uh, daily life of people, and the product replaces a a a behavior in certain way, and and then it becomes a repeated behavior and so on. That's what I mean by habit. I, and, and this is particularly true for engagement first businesses. And, and I would not want to comment for commerce and what kind. I was just saying that this is anything which is engagement first, anything which is social, community first, and so on, have, need to have these three ingredients. And if these three things are working fine for them, there are very high chances that this business will go on to become legendary. I'll repeat that, right? So one is high frequency, high retention, and habit formation. So I actually came back and I started thinking about this very, very deeply. And I was also thinking about, now we came back, we had four million dollars in bank. So after that, we also had this did this round of 11 million dollars when KTB, this, uh, this very nice people in Korea put in this fund. They actually backed us and so on. So we had good capital in the bank. And, and, and this was, I mean, I, I actually came back from this long battle of seven, eight months. I was just taking time, just look around,
0: observe and whatnot. So you know, I, I think I think that was the time, when I started thinking about. You spent like seven yeah. eight months in China, like like that's a no. So, so basically, I I spent two months in China, but I okay. spent seven months overall yeah. in fundraising. So right, right, I was, right. yeah. I was yeah. struggling and what mm-hmm.
1: so, mm-hmm. so 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 you know, I think I, I we, we came back and we started further building and scaling. Everything was going good in the company, uh, and and I started thinking about what are the what is what are these open areas. In Indian ecosystem. I was just thinking about for myself, right? Which what are these open areas in the Indian ecosystem uh, for the Indian users and their specific needs which are still unmet? What are those some of the large behaviors that have very healthy offline attention that haven't really been online yet? I was just thinking through much of those things. That like what are those key areas that are still untapped or they aren't really solved well at this point in time. Two, I had this fundamental clarity about uh, what could make a good app business. I was trying to apply those insights to Trail product as well. Um, in parallel, I started this experiment for within our company the idea was to launch launch newer features in Trail. And because the boys had time, it was a very small team of a designer, a detailist, uh, a backend, and a, uh, an, an Android engineer. all great guys, they were just the job was to let's say come up with newer concepts and ideas to improve Trail product. And because they had time, we started thinking about let's just try some wacky ideas. Uh, and see what is it that, that we can build and whatnot. So I had this, um, now, this will go back to my upbringing, right? So I had this deep affinity towards devotion and spirituality as a practice, as a behavior, because I think, you know, however far we have traveled from that state to now has been because of hope. There was a hope that things will be fine. There will be, a hope. there was a hope that things would fall in place. So our family and similarly, hundreds of millions of families who don't have proper infrastructure, proper opportunity, the future is not clear. They keep on walking, they keep on moving because of this thing called as hope. And this hope and this strength. Now, if you just step back and think about it, right? Who offers this hope? We are in a fairly triple society where uh, we are being judged at all points and in time and, and, and there are many things which are not right about about a society but but there are many things which are which which as essentially are designed in a way that reinforce this hope and strength in people. One of that thing is thing is our people beliefs in this larger power. And for you it might be something for someone else it might be something but there's some larger deep system that keeps people intact. And I was like that this is there in hundreds of millions of households. This behavior is there a kid is induced to the idea, and till he dies, he keeps on practicing that. Can we build a digital platform that moves that behavior from offline to online? And can we build something which stands true to the fundamental of a good app business, or a great app business, which is high frequency, high retention, and habit formation? So we started, we started just looking at it, hey, Cool, we have some time on the plate, and we can just experiment. Let's just look at what all things we can move from offline to online. And we were not really keen on creating a new behavior. The idea was, can we move our existing behavior from offline to online? And we experimented and whatnot. We, we launched a few simple products, saw the initial interaction. One of the product, it blew my mind. The kind of user feedback I was seeing there, there was gratitude, there was love, there was thankfulness. I could sense that hunger in those reviews. I was like, "That this is crazy, you know, uh, uh, this, too. <clears throat> so this is crazy. And there's so much of user love that is there and this product can go places. Now, looking at that feedback and that user love, I started thinking that, can we do more and we started. Improvising a few things and whatnot. What was oh, that product oh. which got that great feedback? So th- this app called the stream under that we had launched back in the day. Uh, this was right when we made was is what we launched. So that was the app that we launched and it got good good feedback, good love and whatnot. And we said that hey, something can happen there. And I went back to my board and I said that hey, we we're running this experiment now. This was a very small experiment. A Couple of engineers built this. It was one of a side projects for folks. It is seeing good traction, and I would. Really want to build this, and let's figure out a way that we should build this. Because if we don't do that, someone else will do it tomorrow. Because at some point in time, some entrepreneur might wake up and say that hey, this behavior needs to move online, and he will build this. And I was like that this is a open territory. There were many companies that tried doing that earlier, but might not have succeeded and whatnot. And I, I don't want to get into that. But I'm saying that if you can solve it in a very first principle way and in a very honest way, there is there is some worth that that could be created out of this. So with that belief, with that first principle thinking, I went back to my board and I said, that, hey, let's just do something. And I realized that, of course, you know, we we had this 12, 13 million dollar in bank and we realized that Trail is a capital that's business and that's a different set of users. Let's use Trail and this set of users will be different. So these two businesses can't put in the same basket. So, and that's when we decided, to, hey, and I, I was asked that, hey Prashant, what's your view? And I was like, that yeah, we had this option where this Project might get maybe there's something that I can do with it. So I, I actually decided that hey, I need to build this because it should be built. And there's no natural for it, right? So the company was doing well. We were already, I would say, we we were a growing company, well capitalized given five, six years to that product. It was just this this lie that I saw at the end of the tunnel that some people are just loving it. Can on it extrapolate? With that conviction, and, and and I'm I'm very thankful to the small bunch of people who were actually working on this. They were also dreaming had a whole idea. So I went back to my mood with a proposal and like, "Hey, how about I hang up this and uh, launch a new company around it?" And we then figured out a arrangement and whatnot. And and I then in November of 2020 started, which is a platform that is supposed to build. Uh, Products that are focused, products and services that are focused on the intent is to serve people, help them get their hopes and whatnot. With that, I launched that company and these five folks moved on from Trail as part of a deal. And uh, we started our journey with, with, with Apps with Bharat and she was the app that we took out of Trail. And uh, that is how the journey has been. That was the start of Apps Bharat.
2: If you like to hear stories of founders, then we have tons of great stories from entrepreneurs who have built billion dollar businesses. Just search for the Founder Thesis podcast on any audio streaming app like Spotify, Ghana, Apple Podcasts and subscribe to the show.
0: Got it. it. Now let's talk about Uh, Srimandir. I'm very curious to know what what is that product Like, like? You know, what did you crack in terms of those three things that you're looking for? Okay. So, in the current form, the app is a very simple product.
1: When what you do is you download the app, you launch it, you see a list of gods and goddesses that you believe in. You choose the gods and goddesses.
0: And, mm-hmm. uh, you, you remember to take a water break? Like, Yeah, exactly. it. <coughs>
1: So, so this is a very simple platform where a user can install that, and they have a list of gods and goddesses. And now, you choose the gods and goddesses, and you set up a temple on the phone. Now, this temple is think of this as a personal pocket shrine that you have, where you can actually visit the gods that you believe in every single day, and you can do more things on top of it. Let let's say lighting uh, a diya to to uh, offering flowers and whatnot. That's the first part. Then there are many more layers to it, which is let's say. You get to have this massive content library on top of it where you can get all the stories and literature and uh, and audio content and everything else from. So, whatever tools a user might need to to feel that he has met his devotion, he is just there on the platform for today. So, it's more of a bundling of many use cases with a very strong hook. Hmm, hmm,
0: hmm. And like, give me examples, like what, what kind of. You could take any one God, for instance, and like,
1: yeah, so so let's say you are a believer of Lord Hanuman, so you open that, uh, what you see is this beautiful uh, Lord Hanuman on your screen, and then you can light up a lamp in front, you can ring bells, uh, you can offer flowers, different kind of flowers, and if you would want, you can, you can listen to a story around Lord Hanuman, Lord if, if you want, you can uh, listen to Anman Chaniksa and whatnot. And then, if you would if you if you have more time, you can spend that time on going through other uh, information. so you can read a Gita, you can get daily information around Gita. so so this there's is a journey that we have carved out for every user. So if you see right, the first use case is bundling of many use cases where we have given whatever a user might need for fulfilling his needs and desires and whatnot in 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 a very simple in a very sim- simply designed app that we have we have made for them, where so see the point is, uh, the simplicity is where, is, is where the key is today. Where, where anyone from who is low tech savvy to to very tech savvy should be able to use the platform and navigate through it in a very very easy way. So uh, plus there's this bundled set of use cases and tools and uh, and utilities uh, that you have on this one app that you can you can navigate and try and whatnot. On top of it is a recommendation with respect to uh, we understand that today's Monday. You're a believer of Lord Shiva. So we give you appropriate information around that, and you can just act on it and feel nice about it. So, so that's 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 the first part. You know, we have also launched communities now. What happens on communities is you can connect with the scriptures that you believe in, and you can get daily information from there. So essentially, the idea is that can we get the entire ecosystem, the entire needs, the entire information that a that a devotee might or or a believer might want in one place? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, okay. So, community feature sounds pretty interesting to me. I think a lot of religious involvement is essentially driven by community, right? I mean, it's it's just about a sense of belonging to a community that people are driven to religion and doing the satsang together. And so, so uh, tell me about that. L- like, what all uh, is happening on the community piece? I
1: mean, let's say you believe in veterinary, we get veterinary on the platform. Think about the Telegram channel which which is run by veterinary priests and they give you data information. Okay. They say that hey, today today is Mandalwar, so you should, if you are a devotee, you should you should here is this live stream of Vasudevini. This is this that You should listen to today is this well So this is the tip for this grhth and so on. So essentially, the information that was routed through multiple channels, that used used to come to you, is directly coming from the from the from the source itself. Now now, if you see today, there's there's no credible place for you to get the right information directly from Vasudevini. From a trusted space and whatnot, and that's what we're trying to shot. Every believer of Ashwamedh will be there on the app, and they'll get direct they'll get direct information from Ashwamedh in one place.
0: But but why would uh, the priests of Ashwamedh do this? Like, that is because, a because way to convert them? Because they want it today. They 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 realize
1: that Facebook is not a platform for them. They realize that Instagram is not a platform for them. They realize that there's so much of so it's like this now. We may ask the same question, why Calm or Headspace is a separate app for meditation? That is a space that is meant for meditation. And it is a space which is meant for a spiritual when being in whatnot. Now, so what happens when you run a page on Facebook is that you get, everything makes them jumbled up in one place. There is politics, there is Bollywood, there's cricket, there's devotion also, which I usually actually win. Now. If you just tell them that, hey, there's a, there's a space that is just for you, where you can aggregate all of the audience in one place, they would just love it. There's some uh, uh, more details around that. Essentially, you're building a full stack on top of it, which is, let's say, uh, it will help you collect donations, offer receipts, offer rebates. So the, it's, it's a full stack solution that you're building for these institutions. And this they is how... Uh, offer a virtual uh, darshan... Yeah, this is this is this is basically this is the core of the business. So essentially, we have gotten the audience, and we are essentially completing the own ecosystem. And hence, you know, I will not want to share this with the larger audience because this is where the secret sauce of the business is.
0: Hmm. And in a way, then if you sign up, say Western Devi, uh, or you onboard Western Devi, then they would also start promoting the app and get users. Like, like it becomes a flywheel. Like. Because you have users, so Vaishnavi and other such institutions sign up. And because those institutions are signing up, so more users sign up. So, okay. Amazing. Amazing. Okay. 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 Cool. So I, I would love for this to be included because this is really like the, the key insight of discovering a flywheel. I mean, in terms of, you know, my goal is to educate my listeners. And this is like a amazing mission uh-huh. like on building like a flywheel. Yeah. So I think,
1: I think let's not, this is one part, which is, see, I mean, this is on. I'm just sharing off the record, right? So the problem with this particular space, what, what it has been is people have been trying to create new behaviors. What I've done is I've tried to move my existing behavior online. So the like I told you, right, I have, I have a bit of use case, which is having a massive, it is a high frequency use case to do people. It has healthy retentions. and It is it is getting some sort of habit formation happening on the place. And now it gives me a sticky order, which I can take places. Now, the way this business will make sense is I did the entire ecosystem in one place, which is let's say, uh, be it. So the entire economy around devotion has to come on this one platform is the moon idea. So, so this is this is where the the key insight around the key business insight is. Hence, I, so I can share it in a different form with you, but this is where I would request you. Sort let's not of include that because this is the I think. Six months later I can do that once I'm actually far away from all the computers. But but right now it's it's a it's a time when I want to be for so The last eight, nine years, what I've just built is this, this part. You get users, you engage them, and then how do you build the mechanics of the product where you get them to get more people? So that is one thing which I which which I have uh, which I have done over many years. So that's what we're trying to apply here as well but but this is where no i would not i would want to keep it discreet for now because once we have a lead and we are of up people in the market
0: i think the, the, i'm very happy to share with you one of this in great detail okay so how big is this uh, devotion economy if i could call it that like you know what, what you're essentially bringing online like, like that that money flowing from devotees to institutions like question Devi that is what you're bringing online right
1: no so see i think when you think of how does new category form you have to look at what is the existing offline spending and when you when you think about deeply writing lies that hey people spend in many ways right they might uh, spend that money in commerce they might spend that money in in Religious uh, tourism plus, plus 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 and many more things will be there right, yeah, right
0: now right. when it's not just like money you give to fashion but a yes. tell you book or a tour package or flight yes. tickets or even uh books the like people who are devoted to buy books cds yes. assets whatever yes. right
1: yes. yes okay yes mm-hmm. yes now, now now the way to look about it is that that you know when you think of this right how what part of it will translate online or what part of it will move online what essentially happens is it will not be an apples to apples movement, which is right, it will not be like that the same thing will move. So, what what it tells you is that there's willingness to pay. And what you make on your platform, and how do you build those hooks on your platform? So basically, it might happen that those offline panels might not move online entirely, but what it has validated for you is that there's willingness but you have to build a separate service module, you have to build a se- separate offering to be able to uh, monetize on that user. So, I mean, I'm saying the form will be different, but the theme will be similar. Mm-hmm.
0: L- like e-commerce focused on devotional products or travel services or travel packages focused on like devotional tourism. And l- like, well, I-, I think differently about it, right? So, for mm-hmm. example,
1: if you were to ask me what would I choose in the in the early stage of the business, would it be a strong habit formation on the app or would it be getting to 10 million of, I think no points of for guesses by now, but I would have chosen habit formation before the initial revenue. Because I think if you have a hundred million people using the app every single day and they're loving the app, there are hundreds of opportunities to monetize in a in a very fair way. So what I'm what I'm Not chasing today is this opportunist monetization opportunities that people have been seeking in this particular space. I'm thinking of building a platform that that people building a platform that people would love, and that's my first. What I realized over a period of time that if you're able to build trust, if you're able to build love, everything else will follow. So there'll be ways that I will will monetize later. Maybe we would want to do subscription. Maybe we would want to do something else altogether. And this is all experimental, right? Because you're moving a behavior from offline to online. You have to figure out that part. But what I'm trying to say is that the first few steps are very clear. The first few steps are, can you solve for high frequency, high retention, habit formation? And can you scale this platform to millions of people? And then see what is is a
0: very fair way of monetizing them. And you have to do it there as well. Okay. You know, in your... uh, investor pitches you must be showing them a path of monetization right or so so what is that like
1: so i would want to avoid that right now there there are some of the business insights that are there in there which we so i've i've been uh studying this space for for a couple of years now and there's some deeper insights that we have about how do we build our trust first platform where you can we can also monetize but it will not it will not cause any harm to that trust part, right? So we have some answers to that, but that's more of a information or understanding that we have gathered by by uh, doing the grunt work in this particular space and trying to understand the user-cell ecosystem and so on. So would not want to disclose that at this point in time. I mean, does that mean we are very early in the business, so it just I would not want to, let's say, uh, share that piece right now. Mm,
0: mm, mm. Mm, 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 mm. Right, 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 got it. Mm yeah this is definitely an untapped market like like you said in terms of probably not many founders have chased it so far because of that judgment which you discovered in China that maybe you know like, like religion is judged by a techie because I mean technology is like considered to be the opposite of religion so you know you you kind of tend to judge that as a pursuit. So I, I don't think of our platform as a religious
1: platform. I tell you what we are essentially right. I feel like I told you right, the, anything that offers you hope and this this inner strength is essentially a mental wellness platform. So what I'm essentially building is a mental wellness platform for India. But of course, right, mental wellness for India will be different from mental wellness for the West. So what I'm trying to build is figure out what would mental wellness mean for 500 million Indians. And that's what we are, I mean, this is what we are trying to Can we offer the delight? Can we offer that joy? Can we offer that connect? So essentially that's the position we have taken when we are building this. The other part is I think right. People would think that this is an inferior need or a superior need and whatnot. But my way is that my job is to build value for my users. And who am I to judge what is a good use case and what's a bad use case right if if people if if i'm not if i'm not harming anyone if my platform is very balanced and it delight and it delights some people and it gives them that hope and joy and whatnot,
0: why not mm-hmm. it should be built mm-hmm. yeah okay. So you know, again, coming to communities, like I think, what makes people really devoted is that bonding between, like you know, you go to the temple, you meet people, and and you build that those bonds. So how h- how would you be building bonds between people? Yeah. Like, so people are actually have a common like common sense of devotion like around a certain god or institution. So are there? A, you see, we- Tier two
1: tier three share with tap pur, ki. uh no, you can you can make bunch of things a very balanced space for people where people can just come together and enjoy their time with each other enjoy that uh group meditation group satna and so on so that's that's what we're trying to create right so so can we so we are building social layers on top of it where people could
0: gather, yeah, come together kind of a feature like, like with a oh, sorryhouse uh,
1: like, it will all be guided. So, for example, what we, what we again stand for is trust. So, we do not, we actually, so everything on the platform, so like right? you can't enter a temple and you can't really start picking the ghanta and the diya and start uh, worshipping the God in your own way, right? There is somebody who is guiding you for that given space. So, the, the whole philosophy we have taken is a guided, we're building a guided program for people where, where, where everybody goes to
0: these broad areas and they they change their pursuits. Mm-hmm. So, so you'll have like community leaders leading like a satsang or, a, you know, what whatever other uh, community so, events are. They, huh,
1: they, there are these broad practices which are being, so for example, let's say meditation and all of that is very documented, right? So a so bunch of these very standard practices that
0: are not happening today at scale in, in groups of people is what we do today. Hmm. And these community leaders, would they like come organically out of the user base or would you be going and employing people and paying them a salary or what? Because I mean, typically in religion, these community leaders are not salaried, right? Like, I mean, or some of them are. I I mean, I'm not really familiar with how it would work. So, see, I think there are many people who are anyway doing this in the offline world. Hmm.
1: Like, yes, to give them a platform as well. So, so basically, Uh, okay. That's, so, so, you know, I think, I think for them, the incentive is to be able to touch more lines. So that, that's the approach that we're taking. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Okay.
0: So, I I mean, you know, the first thing I thought of when you were describing the product was metaverse, Uh, do you think, you know, like, like this will eventually become a metaverse company? I, I see, I think every digital company
1: where people are engaging, in that particular space is some sort of metaverse company right so when it's not really a real real space but people are, are in that segment of imagination are enjoying that this is like a virtual extension of your word and you are enjoying that see definitions come and definitions go but when i think of this right so so i, I do not judge our business from these lenses i would say when i look at it i i think of user as the center he's at the center of my business and can I solve for his need? And whatever it takes for us to solve his need is what is the path that we're going to chase. If it it requires us to go in a certain direction, given that um, it does not breach the
0: trust in any way, you -hmm. will not do that. But do you believe in the hype around Metaverse? Or, I mean, I'm personally saying that I I think it's overhyped. You know, I mean, there are two big hypes happening currently, crypto and Metaverse. I think crypto is real, but Metaverse is... I think it's just an overhype, but but what do you think? Like, so I, I think.
1: See, we human beings have seen these crazy changes in the way we are over the last two decades only. I would say so. Two thousand and eleven was the time when I bought my first smartphone. I was thinking of it as a, a device where I engage casually. I never imagined that I'm going to spend five hours, four hours every single day. Peeping into that device, I'll never imagine that. That that I'll never do that. But see what's what's happened today, right? We are engrossed in that screen for for one fourth of our day. I think things will change. Things will change. To what degree? Some people are are trying to model their behavior in some way or the other. But but I think things will change. The world in the next five years, ten years, will be insanely different from what we could ever imagine. But interestingly, when we really be there on that time zone time trail, we'd be comfortable with the idea. I'll give you an example, right? So you remember right, early in the day, uh, mm-hmm. parents used to, let's say, if there was a small kid in the house, they said hey, just focus on eating and you you did not even watch TV while eating and whatnot. Today what happens is a kid is just, is provided a phone on his left hand and he watches a YouTube kid's video. And he's, he's having his lunch there and whatnot. And there's something which was truly unacceptable to a generation which was which we, we are familiar with, right? And 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 somehow right early in the day we were saying that hey this is a this is a behavior that we will not tolerate. But 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 today many parents are many parents are okay with their kids using uh, a smartphone. Um soon so I'm saying what I've realized is my belief systems and my reservations or it's just an extension of my exposure the world will change in ways i can or i cannot imagine what as the founder or what as a technology entrepreneur, i can do is i can keep myself updated i can i can i can i can keep myself being at the epicenter of where this whole action is happening and i don't know what 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 actually worries me is this, right? I'm I'm in my early thirties now. And I feel that, hey, do I sufficiently understand those teenagers? Because because you know what what really worries me is that they think differently. They and and, and the generation the, the age gap might be 10 years, but but that's more than 10 years because of their exposure and their and and and, and what kind of training they have got into their mind and what, what I'm trying to say is that uh, what really worries me. Many times is, will I get outdated in the next couple of years, three years, four years, five years, and, and that will be on my toes. And I think the only way to do that is keep observing, keep looking at how people are. And and, and let's say if, if something's happened, right, instead of dismissive being dismissive about change, we can, we can just welcome the child change and and understand why the change is happening. Because whether you believe in that or not, it's happening. People, uh, it might feel, might work. But it's happening, and, and we can be dismissive about it. But I think the approach that I have in Lanyfield is, I don't dismiss a phenomenon like it would be, right? I don't judge a behavior. I don't judge a, a user need, right? If that is happening, the stars that I I observe, I try to ask the question that, why are people doing that? What are they seeking in that particular act? So, I mean, might not have answered a question, but my approach to all of this is, of course, crypto is there, better versus there. But it is appealing some people. It might appeal much. Um, what I can do as a founder is I can
0: think through why that behavior is being triggered. Mm, 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 mm. Okay. Got it. So, so, you know, you mentioned that you are constantly worrying about how teenagers are thinking, which also makes me think that your product demographics would essentially be much older right like i mean you know most startups and like vcs are chasing products that are catering to teenagers because you know they feel that that's like the next trillion dollar company will start from a, a company chasing teenagers so so i mean what do you think about that like
1: well, so so i if you ask me what i think about my product and who its users are i will give you a different answer i think anybody who needs hope oh, is my user now let me give you a case right so who are the people in this country who need hope? The people who have their lives insured and assured. And how many of those people are there in this country today? I would say not more than 5 billion. Everyone else beyond that needs their life is not insured or assured. So they constantly need this doses of hope. And hence you see that, right? When when tier two, tier three boy goes to quota for preparing for, for, for GE he would write home on every single paper. That he would be writing today in his mocks and whatnot, because he's because that's how he's huh. So of course, right? So so that person is also my user. It might happen that he might not believe in that after five years. But I still believe that number of those people would not be more than ten million, even five years on the line. So and then it's so you ask me who are the people who are using it today? I think there are students who are using it, the people who are preparing for jobs who are using it, the people who have just started their families who are using it, who just have kids who are using it, and there are people in the mid-age. So essentially, there is a band of people who are using it. Of course, the frequency changes. As you get older, you might use it at a higher frequency. As you are younger, younger, you have many more are active, and The natural frequency might be not that high. But of course, you believe in this...
0: But if you were to make a pie chart of your MAUs with an age split, so like, what would that look like? Like, the highest color would be what age group? I think fifteen um, percent
1: of it still comes from already verified, and I'm really surprised, right? i we have just touched a million MAUs now, and I would say a good hundred k would be coming from people in that band. And the, I think the power injects are people beyond thirty. That's when you have families, you have kids, you have financial pressure and whatnot, and and you need this constant mental well-being at all points in time. So those are the interests are the pillars of a platform. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, is India getting more uh, devotional and spiritual or less? Like,
1: also I, I think these are phases of life. Now I don't buy the whole. It's like this: the political climates come and they change. So I look beyond that, right? I just look at. Who is who is my user and how is using the platform and what kind of uh, value they are serving to them? So I I I don't think that people are getting more devotional or people are getting less devotional. These are changes of life, right? So so when the second wave or the first wave struck India in a very very bad way, what you saw was people folding hands out, out outside of these ICUs and outside of these hospitals, people running for oxygen cylinders and trying to get hospital beds. Unfortunately. Uh, we also were mid of similar situations. So I think the point being, these are all triggers in life. At at one point in time, they extremely happen. At one point in time, at, of time you were you are awfully sad. Now these are waves, and 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 these are transient, as in needs and intensity changes and whatnot. So I would say it it is here to stay. People would uh, people would uh, keep seeking their hope from. This larger belief system with their own frequency. Someone like you and me might be doing this practice once a year on Diwalis. Someone might be doing it every single month. Someone might be doing it every single Monday. someone, someone might be doing it every single day. Someone might be doing it every single hour. So that's the band or spectrum in which we are operating here. And we have built a platform that might that will serve anyone who would do it more frequently, I would say. So let's say I leave that
0: five million outside of this. Yeah, I mean, you know, like ideas are, I mean, you know, there are so many ideas coming out of so many uh, minds and uh, there might have been minds who would have thought of what you have also thought, but uh, I mean, at the yeah. end of the day, you're executing yeah, and you know, that, yeah. that is the...
1: That, that's a there, right? But the point being, lately, what one of my, which is whom I will not name, I mean, is a very trajectory that... He says that, is time your friend or, or is time not your friend? If time is your friend, you, you should keep it that way. You, know, you should not uh, act in a way where time doesn't become your friend. So so basically, you know, if you have time, you should just focus on what you're trying to build and play the law of you. So my, my intention is very simple. right? We, my objective is to build a business. My objective is to build a value for my users. So
0: uh, why did you choose this name, Apps for Bharat?
1: Okay, so I think when we launched the first experiment, when we made this app, when we wanted to just put it on the Play Store and see how people are reacting to it, uh, we actually were thinking of what is the developer name and what essentially came out in our discussion quickly was let's, let's keep it absent, Bharat. Now, that is how the, the the whole word was seated. But but I think when we thought deeply about it, right, so I, I, I thought I was able to resonate well with these three words, that I am building products for Bharat, and i and, and that does this, that, that today doesn't mean that I'm solving for all the needs for them, but I'm solving for one important need that we feel today is, is is unsolved or underserved and whatnot. And if you see right, the full name of the company is called First Principle without any gaps. First Principle Apps of Down any gaps, private limited. So I, I thought that this time I I will name the company where anyone who reads it will get to understand what we do. So so yeah, so 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 we very clearly understand that devotional and spiritual needs of Indians is a very diverse, deep need, and you need to you can't build one shirt that will fit all. So you need to have this beautiful approach to identify one large uh, set of users at a time and solve for them, and keep launching more products to be able to serve the entire segment all, all together. I mean, so the same approach we took taking. Like, uh, you may ask me hey, why Shri Madhya and why Hinduism? I'm sure that's the, that's the first step. We understood that there's a there's a large set of people who follow Hinduism who are underserved today. Can we build a program that serves their need? We will go and launch production at ad- adjacent regions as well. So the idea is to like I told you, right? Idea is to serve people in a way where they feel nice and feel happy, and it happens to be that for this audience, a certain approach will work, and we will launch more. The idea is that, of course, this set will be served by Sri Vandir, and their set might be served by Sri gurdwara mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm.
0: That is journey. Mm-hmm. So, I think probably the, the for Bharat part might change if, you know, like say, if you build a product for the Islamic religion that has like so many countries which could be tapped for that product or a product for Christianity. Look, look at Indian Muslims, right?
1: And look at Indian Christians. So, I on um, the eve of Christmas, I went to this. I live in uh, uh, Bangalore, so I went to this church called as Carmelaram Church, which is very close to my house. And you see all the Bibles that have put uh, in that particular church were in. And uh, the point being, can you build for Indian Christians and Indian Muslims? So that's 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 my view, right? We uh, so there's there's a lot of culture context as well, right? So people in Arab or people in uh US, the same faith will act differently here. Of course the principles will be same, but but it has to be served in a way where it it serves their needs well. Mm-hmm.
0: So, so going global is not really a priority. Like you, you wanna first India mm-hmm. India is a deep, deep ocean. You know,
1: if you are able to solve for this particular space well, this could emerge as one of the one of the very, very large markets that we are able to to uh, get in and create value and whatnot. You know, if you are able to serve India, we don't need to go out. And it will take a good 5, 7, 10 years for us to... No, I'm not saying that we will not go out. I'm saying that there's enough problem statements in front of us, which we should, we should solve first before we go out.
2: If you like the Founder Thesis podcast, then do check out our other shows on subjects like marketing, technology, career advice, books, and drama. Visit thepodium.in that is D-H-E-B-O-D-I-U-N dot for a complete list of all our shows.
0: Before we end the episode, I want to share a bit about my journey as a podcaster. I started podcasting in 2020 and in the last two years, I've had the opportunity to interview more than 250 founders who are shaping India's future across sectors. If you also want to speak to the best minds in your field and build an enviable network, then you must consider becoming a podcaster. And the first step to becoming a podcaster starts with Zencaster, which takes care of all the nuts and bolts of podcasting, from remote recording to editing to distribution and finally monetization. If you are planning to check out the platform, then please show your support for the Founder Thesis podcast by using this link, zen.ai slash founderthesis. That's zen.ai slash founderthesis.